0: In my opinion, one of the most interesting figures in American media is uh, Van Jones, who uh, has done a very independent-minded show on CNN. He has a brand new show coming out, which is not about politics. It's about redemption and reconciliation, uh, both of which are much in need in America right now. He's a non-practicing attorney. He's a graduate of Yale Law School. He is involved in a number of social service organizations that are not necessarily political or radical, first of all, I needed to ask you an obvious question, Van, and I'm sure it's a question you've gotten before. Thanks very much for joining us on the show. Happy to be here. The obvious question is this. There are now 21 leading Democratic candidates for president. (laughs) How come you're not one of them? How come you're not running Um, for president?
1: Oh, because I've seen that job up close, and I got a chance to work for President Obama for a a brief six months, and uh, having seen the best ever do it, and uh, knowing uh, you're basically uh, running to, to be a piñata for all sides. Uh, I just think you know it's a culture that's broken all, even more than our politics, and if we can have a better conversation in the country, I think we can probably have better people from both parties not only run, run and win, but also govern well. So I'm trying to fix the problem from the cultural side, the media side, but God bless everybody who's willing to run.
0: And so you're not ruling it out for the future?
1: I'm ruling it out. <laughs> I am I'm sorry. I'm not running and I ain't going to run because it's uh, look man, we got there's this lie that we tell ourselves that we don't have good people to run. We've got great people who run in both parties, where they can't do anything because the media culture is so toxic and the social media is out of control and it's just it's just hard. So, I would rather create a situation if if I can work with people like yourself to have a, a media environment that would let a thousand people run and win and then do something. So I'm trying to, I'm on the help people get something done by getting the poison out the culture party.
0: Well, I I appreciate, I appreciate that. And I I wanted to go back to something that you said when uh, President uh, Trump said, uh, signed the First Steps Act. You were at his side. You said very positive things about President Trump and what he had achieved in uh, reforming sentencing in the United States and helping to grant uh, liberty for some people who had served more than their appropriate time. And uh, I read an interview you did with the Daily Beast where the guy wouldn't let you, it was as if you had committed some kind of rape (laughs) murder by saying something decent about Donald Trump. Uh, Uh, It was amazing. So what do you say to people to, how dare you? This is original sin. Uh, you, Mm -hmm. You stood beside Trump and actually supported him on something.
1: Well, I mean, listen. I just have to remind people uh, I have been uh, fighting and working on criminal justice issues for 25 years, Um, and I was in this fight when people uh, in both political parties, Democrats and Republicans, were both cheerleading for longer sentences, tough on crime, three strikes, two strikes, and more prisons. And so um, I had to fight both political parties in my 20s and 30s, and. Uh, It took both parties to get us in this ditch. It's going to take both parties to get us out. And we have to be the kind of people who say, uh, facts first, fairness first. If you do ten wrong things, I'm going to condemn you. Uh, And if you do one good thing, even if you did ten wrong things, I'll praise you for the one good thing you did. And we've got to get back to that where we we say, listen, uh, I'm going to be as excited when you're right as when you're wrong. Now, if it's Donald Trump, you're going to be wrong 3,000 times. But when you get to the one, 3,001, where you're right, I'll be just as excited to cheer you when you're right as I was to denounce you when you're wrong. If you take any other position, I think you have no credibility.
0: Okay. Would you acknowledge that there probably is more than one thing? I mean, for instance, he met today with Chuck and Nancy, with Charles Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. To try to talk about infrastructure, and I know that's sure. a concern of yours, too. I mean, we, we really – it is shameful that this greatest country in the world should have giant potholes the, uh, the size of a Great Lake in uh, some of our major highways. Shouldn't we be able to well, do something about that?
1: Well, and, and, and beyond that as well, let's not forget <laughs> that uh, the Trump administration uh, uh, did the Opportunity Zone Stuff in the tax bill. Of course, I opposed the tax bill because I think it gave too much away to the rich. But it did give something to the poor when it comes to Opportunity Zone. Also, uh, the opioid uh, crisis, uh, I think the Trump administration has leaned into that well. So when you're talking about people who have you know, minimum freedom and minimum dignity, uh, that's both parties should be fighting for maximum freedom, maximum dignity for people. So if you're poor, um, I don't care if it's Appalachia or the hood, if you're trapped in addiction and poverty, uh, or mental health issues, uh, both parties should put everything to one side and try to get freedom and dignity for folks who don't have it. And with the Trump administration, you do have opioids, criminal justice, and opportunity zones. Now, that does not erase, and you know, my public commentary is clear, I do not uh, tolerate the attacks on immigrants, on transgender soldiers, uh, I think the horrific uh, uh, malfeasance uh, and dereliction of duty on the climate crisis, et cetera. But I think we've got to be grown up enough to say, I'm going to denounce you when I think you're wrong, and I'm going to praise you when I think you're right, and let the chips fall where they may.
0: Uh, Van Jones uh, of CNN, his new show, which is called The Redemption Project, is premiering this Sunday. It's at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Pacific Time, and I've looked at some of the footage for the show, and it, it's powerful. And mm. maybe you can describe to folks how you mm. came up with this idea.
1: Well, as you know, as I said, I've been in and out of prisons for 25 years as an attorney, as an advocate, and I discovered very early on that there were diamonds behind those walls, that there were people who may have come into prison with a negative attitude, but frankly, despite the prison conditions, had uh, transformed, themselves, tra- transformed themselves. They had done the hard work, and they had become people who were as wise and strong and smart as 99% of people who are not in prison. And I wanted to find some way to have those diamonds shine on television. I also have felt, as we were just discussing, that we've come to a place in the culture where you know, empathy, uh, grace, forgiveness, compassion, forget that stuff, man. That is not popular. That is not allowed. Uh, That is not trendy. And it is about cancel culture. It's about call-out culture. It's about, you know, I'm going to block you, and I'm going to denounce you if you do anything I don't like. And I think that's poisonous. So I wanted to put some medicine in the culture as well. And so we do this show where we literally go 180 degrees against the culture in a completely different direction. And what we say is, I found eight people who had done really bad stuff who were in prison or had recently gotten out of prison. I mean, I don't mean they put up a bad tweet. I mean had done bad stuff, who wanted to make amends, who wanted to atone, who wanted to apologize, who wanted to do something to make up for what they had done. And then I found the eight people that they had hurt or sometimes the surviving family members. And I, I got both... Besides you know, background and, and history, and film that, and then I just simply put them in a room together and film them talking to each other face to face for the first time. And I have to tell you, of the eight episodes, two of them do not end up warm and fuzzy, uh, but they're still healing there. They still learn. They get questions answered that they had had for years and decades, so there's some healing there. But in three of the eight, the surviving uh, family members and or the survivor actually decide to go before the parole board and ask for the person to be released from prison and so you literally have the full range of human uh... potential in the face of tragedy and in the face of terrible choices and bad decisions uh... on the show and cnn put the show at nine p.m. on sundays which is uh... anthony bourdain's old slot. And I just couldn't be prouder uh, to put a little bit of medicine in the culture. Everybody has done something wrong that we want forgiveness for. Everybody has had something done for us. It's hard to move past. Even though though the stakes are higher in my show, it's a fundamentally human condition.
0: The uh, show is called The Redemption Project. We will uh, continue talking about redemption and forgiveness and the fear that is poisoning our culture with Van Jones. Redemption Project premiering this Sunday night on CNN at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Pacific Time. We'll be right back with Van Jones. The Redemption Project, which is a new show that's uh, debuting Sunday on CNN, is a uh, labor of love by Van Jones, who uh, was an aide to President Obama? Uh, and your job with the Obama administration was looking at uh, green jobs, right? I mean, that was right. And I, I've got to get to Beto O'Rourke's uh, new climate plan, which was announced uh, yesterday, but we'll we'll get to that. But in the redemption project, you mentioned that there are two of these people, and it's people. Trying to reach reconciliation, trying to reach forgiveness, acceptance, at least, some kind of feeling of shared humanity with criminals who have done terrible things to these people. Now, none of the criminals that you were working with claim they were innocent, right? No, no. Um, and,
1: uh, and that's really uh, the heart of the show is that it's beyond innocence, it's beyond the kind of the nonviolent drug offenders. These, these are the, 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 the tough cases now. none of these are sexual predators we, we don't include those in our show but these are you know people drunk drivers you know gang members who've shot people you know you know bad stuff
0: are, are any of these people um, hate crime perpetrators like the the uh, individual who shot up the synagogue last Saturday
1: not yet I'm hoping that if we have a season two it's going to be a big focus is trying to get some of those folks but part of the thing is I wanted to show that was that was not political in any way, it was personal. Uh, of course, you know, I guess there's politics and everything, but uh, we, we, we found people who, um, uh, you know, we didn't want to do something where conservatives uh, felt like we were preaching or where liberals felt like, oh, here's you know, some agenda being uh, uh, you know, put forward. We wanted to just get down to the pure, pure truth of the matter. You know, this whole true crime you know, craze now, which is kind of this who done it kind of thing? Should, should this person be exonerated? Is this the right person? This show is not that. We already know who done it. This is about. The, this is not true crime. It's about the truth. Long after the crime, sometimes ten or twenty years later, people are still suffering. They haven't healed, and they still don't know what happened. And because they, they don't know what the facts were, you know, and, and what the backstory was, they don't know ultimately what became of the person who did this horrible thing. They can't move forward. And so just by having them sit down and talk, even when there's not forgiveness, there's still some healing. There's still some forward progress. But I tell you, you know, I've never seen a reaction. Of, the audience reaction to these screenings has been unbelievable because this also it's not reality television. We're not telling people what to do or what to say. And because nobody's ever seen something like this film before, nobody knows how they're supposed to act. So they actually just talk, <coughs> just speak you know, from their hearts in the way that you would if you were trying to find your way out of hell. You know, just honest, raw. Um, there's also a lot of silence in the show because sometimes people can't find their words right away, and we just let that silence be there. And then what inevitably what comes out is something that is so heartbreaking and true and real that it's kind of bracing, and it, it kind of lets you see how much play acting is going on in life, because now you're seeing people with real problems trying to solve them, and it's a completely different experience of television.
0: Would you grant that there are some crimes that are so hideous? And I'm, I'm thinking right now of Dylan Roof, who shot those nine beautiful people in the Charleston church while they were at Bible study. I know you grew up in a Christian home. Yes. And would you find something like The Redemption Project difficult or impossible with someone like Dylan Roof?
1: I just don't know. I mean, i got to say, you know, for me, part of why I took this on is because, you know, I'm not the most forgiving person in the world. Um, you know, I, my faith commands me uh, to to be more forgiving than I would naturally be, and I, I have to get out on my knees with my children every night, and, you know, we ask for that forgiveness, and we are required by our faith to offer it to others, but it's not easy for me. Um, and... And, and part of why I like doing this show is that I'm watching kind of Olympic levels of moral courage, really on both sides. Uh, you know, they try to have this conversation, probably the toughest conversation they will ever have in their lives, and they, you know, but, look, uh, you know, there are some things that it's hard to get your head wrapped around, and there are some people that you would not want, you know, just traipsing through, you know, your front door, and so that's just a reality. But, um, to be clear, you know some of the people who have have done these crimes are, you know, they're serving very very long sentences. So this is not about, you know, uh, opening up the doors for people when they're you know haven't done any transformation work and haven't completed their sentences. But what it is about is recognizing that people can change. I mean, I, we, I don't want us to ever let go of the other side of the truth. One side is people do wrong things; there needs to be some accountability. But the other side is you know, people can change. And I think that we've been so punitive for the past 20, 30, 40 years in our culture, we've been trying to add damage to damage to kind of get to some kind of justice. And I just want to remind people that you're not the same person you were when you were 16 years old or 18 or 21, and neither are the people behind bars, and that there are some of them, and many, many more than you would suspect, who are radically different than they were when they went in, And I just at least want the country to know that this is going on, that this is possible. And I want people to see people having an honest conversation. No kabuki theater, no reality TV, no stunts, no nonsense. Two human beings sitting down, almost knee to knee, just looking at each other and trying to find the words in in an impossible
0: situation. There's a column uh, today which touches at least on one of your themes, which is forgiveness. It's by Lucy Flores, who was that candidate for office in Nevada, who claimed that Joe Biden came up and sniffed her hair and kissed her on the back of the head. Uh, And the column is entitled, Can Joe Biden Be Forgiven? And she talks about Joe Biden's touching people in unwanted ways. And she talks about Anita Hill. And what would you say? To those people who say, as Lucy Flores does, Joe Biden cannot be forgiven because he hasn't abased himself enough, he hasn't apologized enough. What's the Van Jones take on that?
1: Wow. Well, uh, well. First of all, um, everybody can be forgiven. In my view, that doesn't necessarily mean they get to come out of prison tomorrow, become president the next day, or (laughs) anything like that. But everybody can be forgiven. I mean, what I would say to this rising movement, uh, you know, whether you're talking about around women's issues or racial issues or all these different issues, let's just be sure that as we build movements for justice that they are themselves just. Let's be sure that as we build movements for justice that they are themselves just. Nobody has the same position in the Democratic Party on any of these issues today that they had 10 or 20 years ago. Criminal, criminal justice issues have moved radically. Even Obama was afraid to mention that he was for marriage equality or so-called gay marriage as recently as 2012. Um, uh, all of these issues, people have moved, they have evolved, and if we are so-called progressives, we should want people to progress. Now, by definition, if you progress... That means where you are today is different than where you were tomorrow. And we have to ask ourselves the question, do we want progress, in which case as people move forward we encourage them, or do we want revenge, in in which case what we're trying to do basically is to to hurt people um, who maybe hurt us in the past. And those are not the same projects. And so I, I agree, Joe Biden does not yet seem to fully understand the ways that his older style of politics may have been offending, offending people even then, uh, but certainly how they don't fit in today. And he may not have done enough uh, you know, by, you know, through the lights of, a, of an Anita Hill or whatever else. Um, there may be more work for him to do.
0: There's always more work to do and more conversation to be had. That's Van Jones of CNN. His new program, The Redemption Project, is starting. It's a series of programs with in- emotional intensity and unforgettable real-life drama. Van, thank you for your contributions to the conversation, to our culture generally, and to the idea of redemption and reconciliation in this greatest nation on God's green earth.